0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. U.S. leaves Afghanistan. But hundreds remain behind. Hurricane afterman. We are battered, but we will not be broken. Fire pushes closer to Lake Tahoe. We had a 20,000 acreage increase in about a 24-hour period. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. America's longest war is now officially over, nearly 20 years after it began in the wake of the 9-11 attacks. The U.S. military withdrawal was completed yesterday with the last flight out. CBS's Charlie Daggett reports there are questions about what happens now to the Americans and Afghan war allies that are still in a country now ruled by the Taliban. The nighttime fireworks display came from tracer fire as celebratory Taliban gunfire rang out across the capital. By morning light, the Taliban made clear the country was under new management, strolling through the airport, posing with some of the disabled military equipment left behind. Remaining Americans and Afghans holding special visas will either have to pack buses for the border, wait for the airport to reopen, or hunker down. They have little more left now than hope the Taliban make good on their promise they won't be prevented from leaving. CBS News White House correspondent Weijia Jiang says President Biden will speak today about the end of the American mission. This complete withdrawal is a campaign promise fulfilled for President Biden, but he faces questions about leaving some Americans behind after he previously said that troops would stay in Afghanistan if Americans still wanted to get out. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said the number of Americans who want to evacuate is under 200, likely closer to 100. The administration has- vowed to bring them all home. Some Republicans, though, are sharply criticizing the exit. Representative Liz Cheney said you don't secure America by leaving Americans behind enemy lines. It was a night in the dark for more than a million people in Louisiana and Mississippi after the damage done by Hurricane Ida, and officials say restoring electricity could take a long time. There have been more than 750 rescues in high water, and in Mississippi, two people were killed and ten hurt when a roadway collapsed in heavy rain. In Louisiana, Jefferson County President Cynthia Lee Shang says for some people who left ahead of the storm, now is not the time to go back. Lafitte is underwater in ways that we have never seen before. In St. Tammany Parish, police captain Lance Vitter says a 70-year-old man is missing and presumed dead. His wife says he was attacked by an alligator in his flooded home. She went down the steps and tried to do her best to fend off the alligator. She pulled him up the steps a little bit, went upstairs to get some items to render aid. The body was no longer present. CBS's Maria Villarreal is in the storm zone. All over Homa, Louisiana this morning, residents are picking up the pieces of Hurricane Ida. Frank Marshall has lived in his trailer for 21 years. Chose your It's uh, it's good to have family. Celebrity chef Jose Andres and the World Central Kitchen offered people without homes here and in New Orleans, a little home cooking. We're doing thousands of meals today between hot meals and sandwiches. We ran into Joe Teddy Mart. Wreckage and cornage, man. Every building, every structure, roof damage, trees falling on it, power lines down, roofs missing. No water. I'm Jim Crisul in New Orleans. The U.S. Energy Department says 96% of oil production and 94% of natural gas production in the Gulf of Mexico are shut down because of Hurricane Ida. Nearly 300 manned oil platforms and drilling rigs were shut down and evacuated. The storm also forced the shutdown of nearly 15% of the nation's total refining capacity. Now to Northern California where the news is not good about the big wildfire that now threatens Lake Tahoe. Reporter Ann Makovic of KPIX-TV reports the fire has forced additional evacuations. The wind-whipped fire exploded in size over the past two days, destroying several homes and part of a ski resort popular during Tahoe's winter season. Those forced to evacuate on Monday faced bumper-to-bumper traffic, with many roadways closed because of the fire. Mel Smothers played his violin to pass the time. Tahoe exists in a very high fire hazard severity zone, meaning it is especially vulnerable to wildfires. Parents square off in Lee County, Florida. (laughs) Debate over a mask mandate that has now been approved with no opt out for schools there. A judge ruled last week that Governor Ron DeSantis' ban on mask mandates was unconstitutional. Still, state education officials have begun to withhold some funding from districts that defied his ban. With COVID in mind, CBS's Jason Brooks tells us McDonald's may be about to serve up some bad news to some of its customers. Reuters reports that the nation's biggest fast food chain is telling franchises that they should consider shutting indoor dining where COVID cases are topping 250 out of 100,000 people based on a three-week rolling average. McDonald's had about 70% of its indoor dining reopened by last month and had hoped to have 100% open by Labor Day. Newly filed court papers indicate a lawyer representing 17 capital attack clients is hospitalized on a ventilator with COVID, and it's not clear who will now represent them. John Pierce has also defended Kyle Rittenhouse, the teen accused of shooting and killing two people during protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Well, it used to be our autos ran on leaded gasoline. Not so in the U.S. for decades now, and CBS's Vicki Barker says that's now true everywhere. No more leaded gasoline at any gas pump anywhere. Algeria, the last holdout, finally banned it last month. The U.N. is hailing the end of a toxic contaminant linked to heart disease, cancer, and stroke, as well as to impaired brain development in children. Lead is still used in aviation fuel. A Center for Public Integrity investigation finds the U.S. Postal Service regularly cheats mail carriers out of money they should be getting in their checks. Records over a 10-year stretch show more than 200 managers in 60 post offices were caught changing time cards to show carriers working fewer hours than they actually did. In this country, parents sometimes struggle to limit the time their kids spend with video games. In China, the government's laid down the law. China is limiting children to three hours of online gaming a week. It's the harshest restriction so far on the gaming industry as China regulators continue cracking down on the tech sector. Regulators announced that children in China can only play games between 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Fridays, weekends, and on public holidays starting September 1st. Jennifer Kuyper, CBS News. New agreement in the NFL, the league and players union requiring fully vaccinated players to get tested weekly for COVID instead of every two weeks. Unvaccinated players get a daily test. The union says it wants daily tests for all players. Colts quarterback Carson Wentz is the latest big name to be sidelined by COVID. That's the World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. If you like CBS News Roundup, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you.